This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello everyone and welcome to the Liverpool.com podcast. I am your host Mo Stewart and I'm delighted to be joined once again by James Martin and Emmett Gates as we tackle another hot topic in the world of Liverpool Football Club. Now, after flying high on their travels, the Reds came back home and back to earth with a bump at the weekend with that draw against Brighton. Now, check out the Blood Red pod for the full post-match debrief. But us here at Liverpool.com, we're going to wind the clock back to midweek and the consequences of that victory over Preston in the League Cup. That leaves us in the quarterfinals of that particular competition with a home tie against Leicester win that and we are three games away from a trophy. A trophy we're yet to win under Jurgen Klopp and a trophy that Liverpool as a football club have won more than anyone else. But should we really care? If you look at December, we all know that's already going to be packed. Winning this game with two-legged semi-finals back in play means we're going to have a packed January as well. A time we're going to be missing our African trio of Nabi Keita, Sadio Mane and Mohamed Salah. So the question I'm putting to these two is, the League Cup, what is it good for? Now, James, I resisted the urge to put a huh in the middle of there, but you know what I'm talking about here. It's a question that we do find ourselves asking quite regularly. And whenever a team seems to be in a little bit of trouble, either form or injury, the League Cup always seems to be the first one to be sacrificed. But I still find it hard trying to envisage a world where I want Liverpool to not win a game. So where do you stand on it? Yeah, I mean, absolutely nothing would be a bit of a harsh response in this case. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, it's it's a tricky one. Obviously, it's going to be the lowest priority competition. That's inevitable. Um, we'll touch on many of the reasons, I'm sure, later on. But there's just some obvious ones. It's, it's prestige as much as anything else. And then the financial implications that come with that. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's both sides of the coin, really. It's the just kind of gut instinct and the... And the financial realities of it, it's it's never going to be high up the list. But as you say, it's still a game which Liverpool are playing in, a competition which Liverpool are playing in, and it just, yeah, it's 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 weird to think anyone's going to be actively rooting against this in it. Like, yeah, of course you want to win it. Like, um, yeah, it's some people some people do because it's it adds to a busy time of the year, as you touched on in your intro there, but. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a cup. Liverpool win cups. That's what we do. And like, we, we, as a fan, you want to win more. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm all I'm all aboard, really. And I like the I like that point. That's the thing. We do exist to win trophies. That's how we should look at ourselves as a club. Emmett. We should be the kind of club who can afford to do all things. And if you look at Manchester City, they've won this competition four years in a row. They've always seemed to celebrate it quite bigly, uh, quite largely, so to speak. So they see it as quite important as part of their trajectory. So why shouldn't we? Yeah, you make um, you make a fair point, Mo and James as well. I just think in the modern game, money dictates to such a large degree is that the further you progress in this competition, you kind of run the risk of well what are the financial rewards for winning it? Yes, obviously you love to win a trophy, but in England, there's two domestic cups compared to, say, Italy or Spain. Uh, and I think in France, they actually scrapped, they had a French League Cup and they scrapped it, was it this season or last season? 
and they did away with it. Um, so you always have to weigh up the financial incentives to win it or go, you know, go on a deep run and progress in it as opposed to uh, the health or the fitness of your squad. Uh, but then again, rotation is a, it's a, it's a completely different issue. But yeah, I mean, there's no reason why Liverpool should not be going and thinking, well, we can either get to a final or win it. And as you say, Mo, Man City seemingly win it every year now <laughs> and they celebrate it quite well. So why not Liverpool? Why not Liverpool indeed? I, I want to talk a little bit about the financial side of it because you are right. That does seem to be dominating the discourse when it comes to it. And I looked into it. I wasn't quite aware how bad it is, but <clears throat> £100,000, that's the prize for winning the League Cup. Not for winning the quarterfinals or winning the semifinals, for winning the trophy, £100,000, <laughs> which will buy you roughly maybe a day and a half of Mo Salah at best. <laughs> uh, and it will also qualify you for the Europa League, which obviously Liverpool do not want to be in under any circumstances. So you look at it from that perspective, James, you think that the League Cup is becoming less and less of a priority over time. We're looking at the scheduling of football in general across the world and feeling like something's got to give. And as Emmett said, France have already let go of their second. So we could be talking about a competition that might be obsolete in a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I read somewhere that you'd have to win the League Cup every year for a quarter of a century to get the same amount as like a group stage winning the Champions League over, you know, Mitchell and or whoever. So, yeah, it's financially, it's just no competition. Um, yeah, if that, that's not the reason Liverpool would be looking to do well in it by any stretch of the imagination. And as Emmett says, if it's a question of you need to pick one game to rest players in, is it going to be the League Cup or is it going to be an upcoming fixture in the Premier League or the Champions League or even the FA Cup? It's always going to be the League Cup that gives way. We saw it with the Club World Cup as well. It ended up just, you know, sending it. Actually, that might have been... Was that the FA Cup? Or, no, I think it was I think no, it was the League Cup. It was, yeah. it was the quarter-final as well. Yeah, against, against Villa, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's always going to be the one to give way, but that doesn't mean that if you can put out a decent team that you shouldn't. And and then even then, the sort of there is that sort of fun element of managers experimenting, trying out the fringe players and the youth players. Mm -hmm. A lot of fans don't tend to watch the youth games, so it's often the only time they get to see some of the more kind of up-and-coming prospects. It's a chance for the youth players themselves to be more integrated into something more akin to a first-team setup. So as long as you're not viewing it on a level with the other cup competitions, I do think it has mm -hmm. quite a valuable place. Um, but then if it is to give way, because as you say, the reality is where the game's headed, a lot of different parties competing to get more games in their competition, UEFA want more, there's oh, perennial talk of, you know, slight sort of, you know, 39th game or whatever in the Premier League, there's also Super League won't go away. So mm. yeah, at some stage it could give way. But I think if anything, that's going to make Liverpool want to nick another one even more while it's still there, you know, just make sure that you're written in the history books forever as the most successful team. I, th I think City, they're either level now or one behind yeah, them. Yeah, so, yeah, Liverpool are going to want to nick one more if, if the competition's on the way out and then they'll be enshrined forever as the, the most successful team in this historical competition. So, yes. See, see, this is the kind of thinking that I like, James, right? <laughs> James is always positive. Oh, yeah. Legacy building. That's what I like. And I kind of want to talk about legacy building because... We've seen this football team 
under Jurgen Klopp, particularly in the last two, three years, kind of elevate itself to the kind of team that we are going to talk about in 20 or 30 years. And we've seen the, the online arguments already about matching up against, how we match up against Man City and Klopp versus Guardiola, but also how this Liverpool team matches up against those of the past. And completing the set, whether it be the League Cup, or the FA Cup, but a domestic cup, Emmett. I think it, it, it might not seem as important right now, but when you are trying to build a legacy, you want to be able to say, look, I walked away from that place having won every single trophy it's possible to win. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's what you said earlier, Will. A trophy's a trophy. And it's another it will be another notch on you know on the club's watch, you know, and it would go another a, a further step in cementing this, well, I mean, he's, he's already cemented his legacy at the club, but it's a, you know, it's a further trophy uh, to go to the do- overall tally. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, as you say, we've kind of been, there's been debates, you know, Pat versus Klopp and where does Liverpool, this Liverpool side stand in the pantheon of great Liverpool sides, but the more trophies you win, the higher you go up the list, it's as simple as that. It's true. And another thing that Klopp probably himself doesn't care about, but maybe some of us care about on his behalf, is that he's taken a lot of stick for the teams he's put out in domestic cups and been claimed to be disrespecting this, that and the other. We mentioned the the debacle with Aston Villa while the Club World Cup was happening. There was also the business with Shrewsbury Town in the FA Cup. So, James, from that perspective, I know Klopp's not interested in shutting people up, but... It would shut a lot of people up, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it can't hurt. Um, it's like you say, it's probably not top of his agenda, but if if he can kill two birds with one stone, then he will. Um, and his record's not bad in the competition when you look at it, considering he always likes to rotate. I mean, there was the the very early exit was, I think, to Chelsea when we got that horrible draw in as soon as we entered the the competition. But beyond that, we've been, you know been getting in and around a few times. There was his first season when I think he reached the final. Mm-hmm. Uh, semi-final against Southampton not too long after that. Um, um, I, I, in the early days, he didn't have the Champions League, so well, in that first season anyway, so it wasn't like he was trying to balance quite as much. But even when he has been sort of juggling multiple things, he's still he's still done okay with the youth team. So I, th- I think it's been vindicated in that respect. And you look at some of the players who've been blooded in the competition for the first time, um, well, not necessarily the first time, but, you know, the, the early opportunities coming in these sort of, fringe competitions you've got the likes of Curtis Jones um, Trent Alexander-Arnold they're getting their breaks in these kind of moments and of course you look at the team that got put out in the last couple of rounds against Preston or whatever and you couldn't say any one of them is going to go on to have that same impact or you know even make any more senior appearances you just never know but one of them might be the you know the next successor out of the academy into the first team and if, if this is their first taste of a senior football then that can only be a good thing like if you look at their, their tweets and stuff after the game, even the ones that only get on for sort of a minute or two. It's it's like, you know, dream come true. Can't believe I've finally made my Liverpool debut. It's it's It might not be the biggest for the fans, but it's a huge moment for the players and it could, you know, reap long-term benefits further down the line. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I think that is the real... Biggest selling point for the League Cup for most fans, Emmett, isn't it? It's these fringe players. So let's focus on that part for now. And we've already seen this season the fact that the League Cup is bringing new names into people's consciousness and giving new people a chance. We've already seen Kyde Gordon. Uh, Tyler Morton 
who turned his cameo against Norwich into another performance against Preston from the start and then a place on the bench in the Premier League. These are tangible uh, um, landmarks that these players are ticking off that's only going to help in their development. And if you take these opportunities away from them, where are they going to find it elsewhere within the Liverpool setup? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we saw in the in the third round against Norwich, uh, Connor Bradley mm-hmm. got a got a start at right back. You know, his first appearance for Liverpool coming in a, a third the third round of the cup. I mean, it's not nothing to be sneezed at, you know. And as you say, if that competition is discarded with completely, or maybe it's limited to you know the bottom half of the Premier League. Mm-hmm. you know, sides or sides that aren't in the... Because from 2024, it's going to be the new format of the Champions League and there's going to be an extra four more games. In a group stage, there's going to be 10 instead of six. So something has to give at some point. So there could come a time when the likes of Liverpool, Manchester United, Chelsea are busy just leave the competition, mm-hmm. obviously with the more Champions League games. So as you say, where do the likes of... You know, Kate Gordon, Connor Bradley, you know, Tyler Morton, where do they play games? You know, and they can't stay in the under 23s forever. You need proper mm-hmm. experience in an actual competition. So it will be sad in one sense if Liverpool are forced to exit the League Cup for good because these players won't get, you know, a lot, a lot of playing experience. You're not going to, you know, their first start or a substitute appearance isn't really going to come in a Premier League game unless it's yeah. maybe two or three minutes from the end just to wind the clock down. So, yeah, there are definitely negative sides to what seems like the League Cup is on its way out. Hmm. Sorry. Think- yeah. Do you mind? Yeah, like, it just, if, as well, I mean, to touch on Tyler Morton briefly as well, like, when I was doing the uh, the team selector that we do before every game, um, before the Brighton game, I, I mentioned Tyler Morton as an option. Like, I, I ended up bottling it and not putting him in, but, like, there's... <laughs> There's so little cover for Fabinho right now. It's 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 essentially Henderson or Tyler Morton. Um, and so say Henderson picks up a knock, then there really are no number sixes other than Morton. There's a reason he was on the bench for that game, as you pointed out, Mo. So he needs to have some kind of competitive minutes under his belt before he's chucked in as the number six. Like It's, it's implausible to just throw him in completely at the deep end. So, yeah, for Liverpool's first team, it's so important to have these kind of experiences where players are bedded in and more ready to step up but equally even if they don't ever make that step up there's a financial aspect so we, we disregard the Carabao Cup financially because like you say it's a hundred thousand pounds it's nothing but it's a shot window as well so mm-hmm. of course of course scouts are watching the under 23s they're watching the under 18s so there are chances to impress without getting senior minutes but it's not going to attract as much money as if these players can say, look, we've been handed our senior debut, we've impressed against, you know, older players. Yes. And, you know, that makes a whole lot more than £100,000 for Liverpool. No, you, you're spot on there. I think we have to factor that in when you think about the development of all of these players. That is one of the options. Obviously, <clears throat> getting into the Liverpool first team and contributing is still option A for all of them. But as a club, we have to think about the future and the potential that that might not be the case for all of them. But I was at the game on at the weekend and I have to say there were plenty of periods in the second half where I was like, bring him on. Like we needed what he gave. And I would have never thought that in a million years if I hadn't seen him in those League Cup games. So 
it's not even just from the perspective of the coaching staff and even from other teams. Sometimes it can just be from a fan base perspective when you're watching these players on the pitch and you're thinking, yes, this is the next guy we want to see. I want to talk about some of the older players, though, who have also taken their opportunity in the League Cup, um, particularly our front, the front two of uh, Takumi Minamino and Divock Origi. Now, James, let's face it. Divock's probably not going to flick balls over his head into the back of the net every week. But it kind of reminded people that he can do that. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, January is going to be a time where we're probably going to be leaning on him a lot more than we have done at any point in the last two seasons. So to be able to see him perform that way and for him to be able to see the ball going in the back of the net, however it happens, can only be a good thing for the time when we need him for more important games. Yeah, I I agree to an extent. It's certainly good for him in terms of his personal confidence. Getting a goal is never going to hurt, especially a goal like that. Um I, I don't think he had a very good game on the whole. He was quite quiet until he popped up with with your standard chipped scorpion kick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it, as you say, there's, there's no harm in it. Get 90 minutes, get a run around and, and get on the score sheet. It's going to it's gonna stand him in good stead for, as you say, if we do need to rely on him a bit more in January, which seems almost inevitable, really. Um, Minamino, likewise, it, it was an odd one because neither of them had particularly lively games, but they both mm. scored. And, you know, if they can do that in January and not look good and get the goals that matter, then no one's going to be complaining. So, yeah, it's good to get in the habit of scoring and keep that habit up, In particularly as we're approaching this kind of really congested fixture time. And then, as you say, running into that January period. So, yeah, it can, can only be a good thing to get them a few more minutes under the belt, hopefully a few more goals. And then when they're needed, they can they can hopefully deliver. That is the key, really, when you're thinking about forwards, isn't it? Is that they are confidence players. So even if it's not necessarily in the settings or the opponents that you would expect to see in the Premier League, just that vision and knowing that the ball's going into the net. And obviously in Premier League teams, they're going to be playing with better players or more experienced players, so to speak. So you think the opportunities are going to come better. But let's look at it from the other side now. We've talked about these fixtures. Um Jan December is already packed. We always know that there's going to be a packed schedule. This quarterfinal comes on either the 20th or the 21st. And we still don't know exactly when we will be losing our African trio. There's debate over when it's good, if it's going to be early December or whether we'll be able to keep them until after the Chelsea game on New Year's Day. Now, we've already looked at the fact that this was potentially going to be an easier problem to deal with than earlier. Uh, earlier feared Emmett once we saw the fixture calendar at the beginning of the season but does this bring it back into play as I mentioned it's two legs for the semi-finals of the League Cup again something which I remember Klopp did not like when he first heard about it almost didn't believe it when he first heard about it and it could be we've already got a few injuries in midfield it could be the one key injury there and we could be in a lot of trouble yeah, I mean, Liverpool's midfield, as is, is wafer thin. You know, obviously, Fabinho and Thiago are kind of on the way back. But, I mean, they're not they're not going to be able to play maybe for the next couple of games. And funny, I was writing a piece today for Liverpool.com on who could actually step in in midfield, you know, just be shoehorned in for a couple of games. Um, I looked at Trent Alexander-Arnold, Joel Matip, 
for you, Jims. And uh, so, no, I'm me too. I'm, I'm on Team Massive. Like, I'm <laughs> yeah, so we just looked at options that if, you know, because essentially Jordan Henderson is having the greatest teeth and play every single game because there is no alternative. You know, he's only getting a rest in the Carabao Cup. But if it's a league game or a Champions League game, he's there. And eventually, he's going to suffer from fatigue. He needs a break, but he can't because there is no one else mm. that can do his job. And with Fabinho and Thiago still out, he has to play. So it will definitely be an issue if Naby Keita's injury turns out to be a bit more serious. Then Liverpool really are in dire straits midfield-wise. You know, Curtis Jones has come in. He kind of seized the opportunity off the back of Harvey Elliott suffering that long-term injury. Um, but his form has been a bit up and down the last couple of games. And the really... I, I, could you really say Klopp could maybe turn around in January and look for a midfield option just to plug a hole? I don't really know. He may just have to do with what he has. But you, you are looking at a situation where if they were to suffer one more serious injury at midfield... You couldn't be seeing Joel Matip in midfield in December and January. <laughs> I'd take it. I'm sorry. I don't know. I, I probably will be worried, but I, I think... <laughs> I in, in all seriousness, the January transfer window has been cited as a way of getting around the AFCON issues, James, but it's not really something that Klopp enjoys doing going into the transfer market in January. It's not really a true market. Uh, prices are inflated. People know that Clubs are desperate if they are trying to get anyone at that stage. And then you've got the issue of getting them up to speed quickly. It might be something that if you bring someone in in January, you won't really see the benefit of them till March, April, May. Yeah, it's it's not going to happen, is it? Like if if it does, it'll be some sort of cabac kind of situation where it's a loan and he can chuck him in for literally a short run of it would literally be sort of five, six games while they're away at the AFCON and then it'll be, thank you very much, back to your parent club you go. We're not going to be taking up any options we have. Mm. Um, but he's not going to drop any kind of significant fee on a player who's just, as you say, not really ready to come in anyway. And then paradoxically, the only time he's needed for is that period where he'd be adjusting to the team. And yeah. then everyone would come back and it's like, okay, well, that was a waste of money, wasn't it? So, you know, it's different if they've been looking at someone for the long term and they decide to make their move in January. I mean, it could happen. I I don't think it would because those sort of long-term moves tend to be saved for the summer if they happen at all. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'd be surprised to see any business really. But if it does, it's not going to be anything to get anyone too excited. It will literally just be like with last season and the defence. Oh, no, we've got ourselves in a real mess here. We're going to have to sign whoever is available on some vaguely financially sensible deal. Um but yeah, it's it's come to something, isn't it, where we're talking about Matip in midfield, given that a year ago it was it was the defence that had nobody left and we were commandeering midfielders to chuck at the back and it's yeah, it's literally turned on its head. So yeah, you just never really know, do you? And we, we have eight of them. Eight. <laughs> that's not enough. But yeah. <laughs> it's it's madness. I mean, you were talking there about describing a player coming in and kind of adjusting and then by the time they got ready for it, we don't need them anymore. And I just really felt for Ben Davis in that moment. So if you're watching Ben. (laughs) (laughs) But there is another factor about the League Cup which can affect the calendar, which we haven't really figured in. And that's the final itself, which will be happening in February, late February, 
If we were to get into that final, it would mean that the game away at Emirates in the Premier League would be rescheduled. And Arsenal, it's very hard to predict what they're going to be like at any point, but it looks right now like they seem to be getting their act together. So that's not the kind of grenade you want to throw late into a title challenge, is it, James? Well, I was going to say, I think Eric Shirt might be predicting what else they're going to be like when we play. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, I wouldn't be too worried. Like, obviously, they're they're still in that kind of loosening group of top six. They're kind of in there for historical reasons as much as anything, but hanging on to that mantra. And as you say, they have picked up in recent times. They, they occasionally look like a very competent outfit and then at other times they look pretty useless but um those are the kind of teams where Liverpool tend to dish out some punishment where you know they're kind of fragile they're sometimes convincing sometimes not usually when Liverpool come around they fall more into the not camp than the convincing camp so yeah as you say it's probably not ideal you don't really want that to be getting moved into a, a critical time of the season but there's plenty of other fixtures where I'd be more worried to have that moved I think I think it would depend on where it's moved to. Like if it's shoehorned into like April or you know late April, maybe beginning of May, and depending on how far Liverpool go in Europe, you know it could be maybe not in terms of the quality of opposition, but it's maybe just another game to get through. You know, it's another ninety minutes adding on to the players' legs. It's, it's it is it all really depends on where the Premier League moves it to. But to me, is the biggest issue. And we can't really have any kind of guide on that because seemingly they make it up as they go along. Which, to be fair, <coughs> I've kind of been doing this whole show. So, before we time to come to our conclusion. So, I'm going to ask both of you the ultimate question. Do you want Liverpool to go all the way in this competition and pick up the trophy? Or do you think that it's best for our overall ambitions for the season to let it go? So, James, I'll ask you first. Win it or bin it? Win it for me. Haven't changed since the start of the show. Haven't been convinced otherwise. Um, it's a cup. I want to win it. Uh, and if we can blood some youngsters along the way, then all the better. I like that style. Emma, how about you? Yeah, I'm the same as James. Um, as long as they don't use many first-team players, yeah, I say why not keep it and let the youth play, gain experience. And if you win the trophy, then that's a bonus. Fantastic. Look at that. I have to echo both of your sentiments. So I'm looking forward to seeing Curtis Jones lift the trophy after a fantastic 5-0 victory over Brentford in the final and using that momentum to forge on and win every other trophy in the book. And then, James, thank you for joining me. Thank you, all of you. If you feel differently about it, I'm sure you will let us know in the comments. Otherwise, we'll see you all next week. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.